Husker Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco Realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Hi, Britton. Hey, Matt. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I gotta say, you look money today. You're so money, baby. No, you are. Oh, thanks. So speaking of you being money, let's talk about money and buying a house. Let's do it. So people often want to know, I've gone out, I've saved up my down payment, I'm ready to go house shopping, I found the house. Do I make my down payment right then when I make an offer or like when do I actually transfer cash from my accounts to other accounts and and where's that money going when I buy a house in San Francisco? That's a really good question. Um, So when you write your offer, you indicate that you're going to make an initial deposit of 3% of your purchase price. So if you're buying a house for a million bucks, your initial deposit is 30 grand. And that $30,000 is part of your down payment, but it goes to escrow, which is the neutral third party that handles all the money in the transaction when you go into contract. So when your offer is accepted, is the first time that you have to put up any money. All right. So it's not like I have to go down to even make the offer and like get a cashier's check and, and present it with the offer. Nope. All right. So when you're. So, and you had mentioned 3%, mm-hmm. um, which is tradition here in San Francisco, but is that law? It is not law, but it is the standard practice here because of laws about liquidated damages. Um, which will be another podcast will be another podcast with an attorney guest because we are not attorneys, but (laughs) suffice it it to say that the 3% no, it is not law, but it is very much the standard practice here in our market to make a 3% deposit with your offer. Because while we won't go into liquidated damages today, liquidated damages, uh, in our contract that we typically write with is capped at. 3%. There you go. So if for some reason I don't want to make that initial 3% deposit because I don't want to write a competitive offer in a multiple offer situation or something, um, can I increase my deposit once, once I've gone into contract? Yes. And there's a form for that even, the receipt for increased deposit. So, And I don't think I've had to complete that form in over a decade. So let's keep it up. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so I made this offer and I made a promise in this offer to transfer my 3% to the escrow company, but I haven't actually done it. But then my offer is accepted. So then what happens? So when your offer is accepted, you either write your check or you initiate your wire to send that 3% to escrow. And as an aside, be aware of wire fraud. We've got Uh, an entire episode about that, as a matter of fact. Now, you said um, something that caught my ear. You said you can write that check. But, you know, the rule of real estate always seems to be cashier's checks. So can you actually make your initial deposit with a personal check? You can. What? You can. There is enough time for that check to clear to satisfy the good funds law. That's why you can't make your final deposit by a personal check because it has to be guaranteed funds. And that's why people um, always do that either with a wire or a cashier's check. But the first one you can do with a personal check. All right. So I've made my initial 3% deposit. We've gone through escrow and I am getting to the signing table. What next? So when you're signing your closing documents, either 
for a cash purchase or for a loan, you will uh, receive a figure that is the amount that you need to bring in for that it includes the rest of your down payment plus all of your closing costs. Or if it's a cash deal, it's the rest of your purchase price plus your closing costs. And then you, um, as we mentioned, you set up that wire or you arrange for that cashier's check. And then that goes to escrow a couple days before closing. The escrow companies will say it has to be there by such and such time on such and such date to close on time. So basically you have to show up with money twice at the transaction, twice in the transaction at the very beginning and right before the end. All right. And if um, the source of my cash is, you know, perhaps some stocks I'm liquidating or some, you know, some other asset that is not actually cash, how should I handle that? You definitely need to talk with your mortgage broker about how to source those funds to trace them because you have to have a paper trail for all of the money that's going into your escrow account. And you also need to plan accordingly for the amount of time it takes because anytime, you know, you're selling and transferring, there's settlement periods and it's usually not instantaneous. And the source of your down payment and closing costs is not a contingency to the San Francisco contract. That's true. And we um, we recently helped a buyer who is an employee of an extremely valuable company in which he has a few million dollars in stock options, but the company is not public yet. And so for him to liquidate, I think it was five or six hundred thousand dollars, he had to do it on a secondary uh, private yeah. market. And so it's not like he could just go to a stockbroker and say, sell it. There's not an app for that? Nope. He had to go through this service. You know, he had to find investors who wanted to do this, but he did it all on time. I even got him a loan contingency. You're so impressive. I do what I can. So So that's That's why why I say you're so money. (laughs) Thanks. And uh, if you've enjoyed this episode of Jackson Fuller talking about uh, bringing money to a real estate transaction in San Francisco, we hope you'll leave us a five-star review and tell your friends about it. Thanks for listening. Escrow Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. 